Let's continue reading Joshua chapter 21. Now in this chapter, we have the names of the 48 cities that were given to the Levites. Six of these 48 cities were the cities of refuge. Let's read the first 10 verses of Joshua 21. Then the heads of the fathers' houses of the Levites came near to Eleazar the priest, to Joshua the son of Nun, and to the heads of the fathers' houses of the tribes of the children of Israel. And they spoke to them at Shiloh in the land of Canaan, saying, The Lord commanded through Moses to give us cities to dwell in, with their common lands for our livestock. So the children of Israel gave to the Levites from their inheritance, at the commandment of the Lord, these cities and their common lands. Now the lot came out for the families of the Kohathites, and the children of Aaron, the priests, who were of the Levites, had 13 cities by lot from the tribe of Judah, from the tribe of Simeon, and from the tribe of Benjamin. The rest of the children of Koeph had 10 cities by lot from the families of the tribe of Ephraim, from the tribe of Dan, and from the half-tribe of Manasseh. And the children of Gershon had 13 cities by lot from the families of the tribe of Issachar, from the tribe of Asher, from the tribe of Naphtali, and from the half-tribe of Manasseh and Bashan. The children of Merari according to their families, had 12 cities from the tribe of Reuben, from the tribe of Gad, and from the tribe of Zebulun. And the children of Israel gave these cities with their common lands by lot to the Levites, as the Lord had commanded by the hand of Moses. So they gave from the tribe of the children of Judah and from the tribe of the children of Simeon these cities which were designated by name, which were for the children of Aaron, one of the families of the Kohathites, who were of the children of Levi, for the lot was theirs first." Now from verses 11 through 19, we have the names of the cities given to the sons of Aaron. That is the priests. Let's just read verse 19. All the cities of the children of Aaron, the priests, were 13 cities with their common lands. Now from verse 20 to verse 26, we have the 10 cities that were given to the rest of the Kohathites. Verse 26. All the 10 cities with their common lands were for the rest of the families of the children of Kohath. Are you confused right now? <laughs> Remember, there were three groups of Levites tracing back to the three sons of Levi, the Kohathites, the Gershonites, and the Merarites. Aaron was a Kohathite, and therefore the priests were Kohathites. They received 13 cities, as we've seen, basically centered around Jerusalem. Here in verses 20 through 26, we have 10 cities given to the rest of the Kohathites. From verse 27 to verse 33, we have the 13 cities that were given to the Gershonites. Let's read verse 33. All the cities of the Gershonites, according to their families, were 13 cities with their common lands. From verse 34 through verse 40, we have the 12 cities that were given to the Merarites. Let's read verse 40. So all the cities for the children of Merari, according to their families, the rest of the families of the Levites were by their lot 12 cities. Now let's read the rest of the chapter, beginning at verse 41. All the cities of the Levites within the possession of the children of Israel were 48 cities with their common lands. Every one of these cities had his common land surrounding it. Thus were all these cities. So the Lord gave to Israel all the land which he had sworn to give to their fathers, and they took possession of it and dwelt in it. The Lord gave them rest all around according to all that he had sworn to their fathers, and not a man of all their families stood against them. The Lord delivered all their enemies into their hand. Not a word failed of any good thing which the Lord had spoken to the house of Israel. All came to pass. Now let's consider one or two more background notes. Remember the Levites received no territory in Israel. 
because of their participation with Simeon in leading the unholy slaughter of the Shechemites back in Genesis 34. As a result, they would receive no tribal territories in the land. Simeon was only given cities scattered within Judah. However, the Levites were given the special role of servants of the Lord because they stood with Moses at that tragic event of the golden calf, Exodus 32. The Levites then took the place of the firstborn as God's own possession. You can read about that in Numbers chapter 3 and Numbers chapter 8. And the Lord commanded through Moses that when they entered the land, the Levites would be given 48 cities scattered throughout the land. You can read about this command in Numbers chapter 35, 1 through 5. So here in Joshua chapter 21, we have these special 48 cities given to the Levites. Well, so much for background. Let's move now to our doctrinal or teaching points for Joshua chapter 21. Doctrinal point number one. God provides Levites for his people. God provides Levites for his people. As God's servants, the Levites did more than just maintain the tabernacle and later the temple. The Levites became the official interpreters and scribes of the law. They taught the people the word of God. That's why God had the Levites situated, you see, throughout the land in 48 cities, not just living around Jerusalem and the temple where the priests were. Now, if you locate all of these cities on a Bible map, you will find that no Israeli lived more than 10 miles from a Levitical city. Anyone who had questions about the law and the word of God could easily go to one of the 48 cities and speak to the Levites. The Levites served the Lord full time and were to know the word and teach the people. You know, when Moses blessed the tribes before God, he said of Levi, Deuteronomy 33, 10, they shall teach Jacob your judgments and Israel your law. And remember, the Levites maintained the cities of refuge. God provided the Levites for his people. The same is true today. God provides servants and teachers of the word for his people. In Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 and 12, we read, And he, that is Christ, himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers, for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Notice that the topic here is not the various spiritual gifts given to individual Christians, but rather certain gifted believers given to the church. The Lord has provided servants to minister to his people. This applies to the church universal as well as to the local church. Think of the servants of the Lord who have taught and ministered the word of God to you over the years, either in their writing or in their preaching. God provides Levites for his people. Doctrinal point number two, God provides his people for the Levites. God provides his people for the Levites. You see, God provided the Levites as servants of the sanctuary and as teachers and ministers of the word of God for his people. But how were the Levites taken care of? Answer, God provided his people for the Levites. We see that here in this chapter. The various tribes gave up 48 of their cities for the Levites. Notice that in every case, it was not just the city itself, but the surrounding pasture lands and suburbs as well. 
the needs of the Levites were being provided for by God's people. Furthermore, we know that the Levites were supported by the tithes of the people. Tithes, T-I-T-H-E-S, right? The priests were supported by the offerings of the people. The Levites were supported by the tithes of the people. Numbers chapter 18, verse 21. God provided his people for the Levites. Now the same is true today. God provides his people for his servants. That is, God's full-time servants are provided for by God's people. I'm reading Galatians chapter 6 and verse 6. Let him who is taught the word share in all good things with him who teaches. And 1 Corinthians 9, verses 13 and 14. Do you not know that those who minister the holy things eat of the things of the temple, and those who serve at the altar partake of the offerings of the altar? Even so, the Lord has commanded that those who preach the gospel should live from the gospel. So God provides for his full-time servants through his people. When God's people do not provide for his servants, the work of the Lord suffers. That's exactly what happened in the closing days of the Old Testament period. We read in Nehemiah chapter 13, verses 10 through 12. I also realized that the portions for the Levites had not been given them. For each of the Levites and the singers who did the work had gone back to his field. They had to go back to secular employment, if you will. So I contended with the rulers and said, Why is the house of God forsaken? Then all Judah brought the tithe of the grain and the new wine and the oil to the storehouse. So God sent Nehemiah not only to rebuild the wall earlier, but also to restore order so that the ongoing work of the Lord did not suffer. God provides his people for the Levites. Let me ask you this morning, do you at least tithe so that the work of the Lord does not suffer? Now you might say to me, Tithing is an Old Testament principle under the law, so we don't have to tithe today. Wrong. Tithing is a biblical principle. The principle of tithing goes before the law. Abraham tithed. Now, it's true that tithing is not mentioned in the New Testament. God does not want to limit your giving to just tithing. But if you're not at least tithing with your income, I would say you're not following biblical principles. Now you're probably thinking, well, Dave, that's easy enough for you to say because you're in the so-called Levite category and you don't have to tithe. <laughs> Wrong again. The Levites had to tithe along with the rest of the people. I'm reading Numbers chapter 18 and verse 26. Speak thus to the Levites and say to them, when you take from the children of Israel the tithes which I have given you from them as your inheritance, then you shall offer up a heave offering of it to the Lord, a tithe of the tithe. Everyone supports the work of the Lord. Levites themselves are part of God's people. God provides his people for the Levites. And a lot more we could say there. Let's just take this one practical application. Remember, rest land is not vacation land. Remember, rest land is not vacation land. Let's read verses 43 through 45 once again. So the Lord gave to Israel all the land which he had sworn to give to their fathers, and they took possession of it and dwelt in it. The Lord gave them rest all around, according to all that he had sworn to their fathers, and not a man of all their enemies stood against them. 
the Lord delivered all their enemies into their hand. Not a word failed of any good thing which the Lord had spoken to the house of Israel. All came to pass. Now, if you go on and read the book of Judges, this sounds like a contradiction. The various tribes did not fully possess their territories because some pockets of enemy resistance remained and all the Canaanites were not driven out of the land. But this is not a contradiction. God did give all the land that he had promised. And he did give them rest from all the enemies in the land. And no remaining pockets of enemy resistance could stand before the various tribes as long as they moved in and possessed the land. God made good on all of his promises. But Israel did not continue on and did not fully possess and occupy all the land that God had given them. They bogged down and got lazy. They treated the rest land as vacation land. We have to make sure we don't make the same mistake. The Lord gives us rest in Christ, the rest of salvation, the rest of soul. Matthew 11, 28 and 29. But there's still work to be done. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 58. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Let's not confuse rest with vacation. Remember, rest land is not vacation land. 